Hey everybody, welcome back to another fun-filled episode of Burnt Popcorn. I'm your co-host, Mike Laidman, and I'm joined with none other than... The wife, Laura Laidman. The wife? I don't know, I wanted to mix it up. <laughs> okay, each and every week we take a movie from our past and we have a look back and see if it's just nostalgia keeping our heart braised glass afloat, or if it really is the real deal and worthy of all the adulation. How are you doing, hon? I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> Fall is finally settling in. Mm-hmm. Spooky season. Of course. This is not a spooky season movie. No. So I'm thoroughly disappointed. Well, it's what happens. <laughs> Burnt when... right off the top. Not spooky. Not spooky during spooky season. <laughs> That's a paddling. <laughs> uh, and how about you? I'm doing okay. I'm actually a little like, ding, ding, ding. This is the episode to listen to because you're not a fan of Star Wars and I made you watch a Star Wars. <laughs> you told me years ago uh-huh. and I promised you years ago that fine, when you want to watch a Star Wars, I'll watch it with you. When I bought these Blu-rays, you said that you'd watch them with me and I've had them for years and now we're watching them. I thought you were going to say ding, ding, ding because we've gotten through a pretty hard couple weeks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just with our kid being sick and yep. then I was sick and like, we didn't have daycare for about a well week before he got sick, and then he got sick. So we didn't have daycare while he was sick, and I was just like, he wasn't sleeping through the night. And it's been a solid like two years since we've had every night for over a week not be a solid sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. No. I like my sleep. I can't go back to that. So that's why I thought you were like, ding, 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 because like. Kids gotten better. Knock on wood. I feel fine. Knock on wood. <laughs> and we're celebrating with a Star Wars. With a Star Wars. We're celebrating with the original Star Wars. This week, we will be looking at Star Wars A New Hope, which originally hit theaters back in 1977. Luke Skywalker was just a farm boy until he received a mysterious message from a princess. She's beautiful. Star Wars, starring Mark Hamill. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? Harrison Ford. Boring conversation anyway. Whoa, we're gonna have Carrie Fisher. Relax. Alec Guinness. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. 20th Century Fox presents the most extraordinary motion picture of all time, Star Wars. Here's where the fun begins. No legendary adventure of the past could be as exciting as this romance of the future. Here they come. May the Force be with you in Star Wars. Is that right? Did that hurt you, like, physically to do that? Well, as I started going, I wasn't 100% sure if that was right. And I was like, wait, am I starting to trail in the Jurassic Park? <laughs> you needed more dudes. But no, no, that was good. That's not Jurassic Park either. <laughs> Heading towards DuckTales time. No, it sounded, yeah, that was sounding like DuckTales, but it sounded more to me like uh, loving you. Oh, little. Loving you. No, cut that out. No. Fix it post. No, that'll stay. In. Anyway, May 1977. Yes. May 9th. Patty Hearst is let out of jail. Ooh, that's You know fun. Patty Hearst, right? I know, but give a refresher for people who may not know. It's a long story. 
short it. Very rich young woman <laughs> of the Hearst family. Yes. Kidnapped, radicalized, robbed a bank, mm-hmm. went to jail, got out of jail on May 9th. There you go. There's a really good drunk history where I'm pretty sure Kristen Wiig plays Patty Hearst. <laughs> Drunk uh, History is a good show. I miss Drunk I History. I me too. I can understand why he stopped like doing it. Yeah. Because I don't think I could get that drunk that often. Yeah. He, um, he must have been getting drunk all the time. I put half a shot of rum in this milkshake and I'm like, ooh, that's too much rum. Mm. That's a big milkshake. It is a big milkshake. It was. May 23rd, the US Supreme Court refuses to hear appeals of Watergate wrongdoers H.R. Haldeman, J.R. Ehrlichman. Erlichman, Erlichman, and John Mitchell. That's very world stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could I tell you more about Watergate? No, I actually don't know a ton about it. Really? I really don't give much of a crap about U.S. history <laughs> for our American <laughs> listeners. Because I think it's because it's so pervasive right. in media that I want to spend extra time learning about it. I'm like, I already have to hear about it enough. But then you can learn about Deep Throat. Look, I know about Deep Throat. He helped out Mr. Mulder. And <laughs> then he got shot in the head. And then Mr. X took over. Okay? That's what I need to know about Deep Throat. You know what's funny, actually, is um, <laughs> in Metal Gear, <laughs> in Metal Gear, there is a, a character who who shows up and he calls himself Deep Throat. And, and then later on in Metal Gear Solid 2, another character shows up and he calls himself Deep Throat. And they're like, wait, the guy from Shadow Moses? And he's like, Mr. X then. Are you serious? I am ah, serious. Okay, I actually love that. There you go. Teacher was so cool. I was sad he died. I always, even as a kid, when I because I watched that show, we, should, we really got to watch Fight the Future because it qualifies. It's your pick. Not next week. Anyway, but even as a kid, because I watched that show from the, the, the jump. Like yeah. when it premiered, I was way too young for it. Had a lot of nightmares about aliens. It's still the scariest thing on the planet. I guess not on the planet. Off the planet. <gasps> the scariest thing in the universe to me <gasps> is aliens. Mm-hmm. I actually keep thinking about it. I kind of like, oh crap. Well, <gasps> the, the, what a great week for us to be doing a Star Wars movie. Though. These aren't the same. I know, I know, I know. It's not like the aliens. Han <laughs> Solo isn't coming down to probe me. <laughs> Maybe those guys the in the um, in the most icy cantina, the Jizz Whalers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway <laughs> every, it's so fun every so often you can bust out some weird trivia about star wars and it just sounds weird like like jizz whalers Hun, this yes. movie is something <laughs> may 25th the brady bunch hour airs for the last time on abc tv oh wow because not only was the brady bunch but they had the variety show yeah which probably could have I guess, I don't know. I don't really know the variety show very well. Well, that's in variety shows in general were like a hot thing in the like, like 70s. Sunny right? and Cher. Yeah, like they, there were so many of them, right? Like these variety shows. It was the like the hot Simpson thing. Simpson Family Smile Time Variety. Anyway. <laughs> Speaking of songs, yes. on May 27th, the sex people. Wow. The Fix sex peoples? On May 27th, the Sex Pistols release God Save the Queen, sparking major controversy and leading to a ban on the song by the BBC. Because mm. don't forget, BBC isn't just TV. This is radio, too. This is true. BBC One. I was going to say, the BBC, like, 
in the UK, I don't watch a ton of stuff in the UK. I know we used to stream pirate stream stream pirate stream pirate stream raw yeah from sky Sky. yeah and i know there's also itv itv's british yeah itv there's an itv here too well itv's who who did it grab really yeah i guess i always just assumed it was bbc nope i'm pretty sure no one write in and correct me (laughs) there's nowhere to write in anyway twitter Bitch at me on Twitter. There you go. Someone Yeah, will. no, I know, I know BBC and BBC Two and BBC Three and... BBC Four. Yeah. And then Sky. Mm-hmm. Do they have anything else? ITV, I guess. I assume they have more. I don't really know. I don't really know. Yeah, I... They have to. Huh. Anyway. <laughs> they were not on board with God Save the Queen. No, no, they, they definitely were not. No. So, there you go. That is your trivia for the day. Yeah. But hey, back in 1977, some crazy things happened at the box office. So, you want to know what's weird about older box offices versus like box offices today? Not really well kept? No, actually, 77 is pretty well kept. Oh, that's good. For the most, it's a little different, right? Because a lot of the movies would release city by city. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't all release oh, at once yeah, okay. and yeah, blah, yeah, yeah. blah, blah. But basically they can kind of figure out ticket sales, da, 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 and get it figured out. But now, how many movies would you say on average a year are number one at the box office? There's 52 weeks a year. God. Most movies don't make it past one week at the top. Yeah. You'll get like a Marvel movie that's number one for- For like two, two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. And I, then some I, other big blockbuster will beat it. I don't know. 45 at least only 11 movies claim the top spot for all of 1977 wow i know star wars was kind of like a big deal and it was a lot of the time but still like but a lot of even going back a lot of the years there's if it tops 20 movies some years yeah it it feels like a lot it's crazy anyway some of these movies include rocky Mm -hmm. annie hall and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I still haven't seen that. That seems like a movie that I would have liked to have seen. I'd like to see it at some point. Yeah. It doesn't qualify because neither of us have already seen it. So we yeah. Eventually, we'll figure out criteria. I mean, we have so many movies that we have we do seen. do it as a Christmas special. A Christmas, the one movie. Once a year, we'll watch a movie we've never seen before at Christmas. <laughs> this Christmas, we'll watch Close Encounters of the Third Kind because that makes sense. <laughs> so, of the 52 weeks of that year, yes. Star Wars was number one for 19 of them. Wow. So, that's more than a third of the year. It premiered at 1.9 million, but its highest single weekend was August 10th. The August 10th weekend. Uh, at 3.6 million, which was its 11th week at the box office. Mm. Movies that beat it, but that were again beaten by it, were The Deep, Looking for Mr. Goodbar, and Oh God, Close Encounters was the final movie to beat it at the box office. It was the top grossing film of the year at 195 million. The Deep was second at 47. And The Spy Who Loved Me was third at 45 million. Look at that. Now, a bit of bonus box office for you. As a, as a sort of a side effect of the way that these movies are, we had to watch the special edition because we don't own 
any of the original versions, and the only original versions that you can get are on VHS. To be fair, my parents own the VHS. Yeah, mine could have borrowed a VHS player from them. We could have. I believe those are called VCRs, not VHS v- Yes, players. those are called VCRs. Uh, um, I always do that. We could have borrowed it from one of them and seen the OG. We could have. But we didn't. We didn't, no. Again, I have these Blu-rays that we've never watched because you just didn't. You were never in the mood. I had to watch them without me. I watch movies without you all the time. I know, but that's different. You said you were going to watch it with me, and I wanted to watch it with you because I wanted you to have a second chance to see if you'd like it. I can already tell from the eye rolling that you don't. But <laughs> let's, let's before we get <laughs> or into is it, is it all a big act? It might be. You've done that before. I um, know, Trixie. But but I, I just want to say because of this whole thing with the special editions. This movie was also number one in 1997 for a few weeks. It was also 19, number one in 1978 for a bit, too, as a re-release. They've re-released it several times. Yeah. But, but I mean, we're only it, talking about the year it was released. Right. But I'm just saying we had we watched the special edition, so there will be some special edition commentary in it. Anyway, that's just kind of a, a bit of a disclaimer. But, hey, Star Wars memories. Let's get into them. This is one of those weird ones for me where I've watched the, it was like Indiana Jones where I watched the entire thing backwards. Like I saw, I saw Return of the Jedi first and then Empire Strikes Back and then Star Wars years ago. And it was Star, when I I saw Star Wars in that box set that we were talking about, the VHS box set, my dad got it. I think it was for Christmas. We got it for him. And that was the first time I watched the original Star Wars was using that VHS box set. So I'd never seen the original before that. I'm pretty sure every parent in the 90s had that, had that box, set. <laughs> box set, yeah, which was like in the case and it had like a, bo- a cardboard case. Yeah. And there was the, there was the silver version. No, no, sorry. I'm thinking of the other thing. But anyway, yeah, no, the cardboard case with, with the Darth Vader face, the Stormtrooper face and the Yoda face. Yep. Yeah. 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 My parents had a few of those sort of box sets. I know we had one for Star Trek too. The Star Trek one was always interesting to me because they released the box set with five movies in it and then the sixth movie came out and they're just like oh shit um there it is and it's just kind of it's the exact same like style but the the five pack like the enterprise is like perfectly yeah. all on the spine and then there's just this extra slab on the end <laughs> yeah I, I always enjoyed that that box set yeah so y- besides yeah so that that was really i mean obviously star wars is kind of a phenomenon like i even if you've never seen the movie you kind of have memories of star wars because it's just so pervasive in pop culture. I mean, I watched the movies. I became obsessed with them as a kid. Like, I remember, I remember watching Empire Strikes Back, which is obviously not this movie, over and over and over again, off of a of a taped off of TV version. When they started to like re-release the the, they started to release toys around the the early nineties, like the the Power of the Force toys, and and I dove in on that. And I had the I had an X wing, and I had Luke Skywalker, and I had Darth Vader. And Boba Fett, I had all, you know, Star Wars toys was all like all I played with. I, I used my G.I. Joes to be like rebel troops and stuff. And and then I, you know, bought a whole bunch of stormtroopers. And that's how I did. That's how I played Star Wars. And I mean, you know, special editions. I went and saw all of them in theaters and everything like that. So it's a bit of a it's a bit of a phenomenon in my life. So I've seen the movies a whole bunch of times. Let's get on to you. Well, I know I've seen it once when I was a kid, but I don't really remember it. And I don't really know how to distinguish it from like my memories of the other two. Because 
I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it before. When I was a kid, there was like a period where every Saturday afternoon, my mom and I would like watch, uh, like, I think it was more like she would put a movie on and be like, let's watch a movie. And then she would just putter mm-hmm. and get stuff done while I watched a movie. Watch like a ton of like James Bond movies that way. Watch these movies that way. Uh, some Shirley Temple movies that way. So, I mean, I've definitely seen it. I definitely know all about the Star Wars phenomenon. Mm-hmm. You worked in a comic shop. You can avoid it. Oh, I know. <laughs> One of my stronger memories about this movie is Kelso on that 70s show being like, you want to see Star Wars to Jackie mm-hmm. trying to use the force on her. Mm-hmm. Also, I remember on my grade eight graduation trip to Ottawa, we went to see Phantom Menace at the theater in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And I remember loving that. I will be completely honest. I really liked the force, not the force awakens. Well, no, wait, but I was thinking rogue one, but no, uh, Phantom Menace. Yeah. Phantom Menace. Why yeah. do I keep like, like you had like just said it and then you've like forgot. It took name. me a second to get to it. And then I forgot again. I really liked Queen Amidala. A lot of people do. She looks cool. Yeah. She looks really cool. Did you know that uh, her costume is basically based on uh, Mongolian royalty? No, I didn't. No, you do. No, I do. Yeah, if you look up old pictures of Mongolian royalty, which aren't really a thing anymore, um, yeah, the women are very much, yeah, that's what she's based on. Huh. Well, there you go. Anyway, whitewash. Anyway, yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, no, I, I honestly, the only scene I really remember is. Luke in the swamp with Yoda. Yoda's not even in this one. No. <laughs> it just kind of hit me. Like, wait a minute. You you have memories of different... Again, it, like you said, the Star Wars... It just like hit me. I was like, Yoda's not even in this. Yeah. The, the what the heck? <laughs> the first three movies, are they're kind of like this one thing. And I feel like our memories for the next two, because remember, my next two picks are going to be Empire mm. and Jedi. The next time we do our memories, I feel like it's going to be a lot shorter than usual. Yeah, it just kind of hit me. Like, wait a minute. Were you? You didn't even realize that Yoda wasn't in the movie until right now. Yeah, and like they didn't <laughs> even mention Yoda. Like, no, because Obi Wan wasn't even like. You need to find Yoda, Luke. Yeah, that's in the next movie, like right at the beginning. Oh my god! So anyway, <laughs> so I remember him carrying Yoda on his back, and then I remember. Well, okay, you've seen this movie. Is there anything specifically from this movie that that stuck with you? No. Okay, you know, you know what? I just remembered something. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this real quick because you don't seem to have any more movie memories. But I this. was talking about my memories. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I just asked you if you had any more memories about this movie. This movie, no. The other ones, yes. Okay. I remember the scene with Yoga. Yoga. With Yoga. (laughs) 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 Yep. The scene with Yoga. (laughs) (laughs) And um, then the scene that's like super famous where he's like, no, I am your father. That's also from not this movie. Is that from the next one? It's from the next one. That's the best one. Yeah, that's the one that most people like the most. Is the one you like the most? It is the one I like the most. So I remember the second one. Yes. But not one and three. Okay. Well, again, it's, it's the one that people like the most. So it makes sense. But it's me. only two. It's been easily 20 years since I've seen this movie. Yeah. Well, this one other oh memory. Oh, my God. No. 
I'm older than I thought. It's <laughs> easily been 25 to 30 years since I've seen this movie. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Ugh. How do you go that long without seeing Star Wars? Anyway, when I was a kid, something that my parents had, it was a toy from like old Star Wars toy time. It was before my brother was born. And it was a series. It was a little die cast models of, of characters from this movie. And it was a, a like a, the Death Star. It was parts of the Death Star. And part of it was the trash compactor, and part of it was like that big door that's at the ship hangar and everything. And I remember my parents bought them for my brother and I. I guess it was in the 80s that these came out, not when the movie came out, because my brother and I weren't alive yet. But they they bought these things for for us, and they were like, these will be worth money, and they kept them in the packaging. And then my brother and I insisted that we play with them, and we destroyed them. Like, they're still at my parents' house, but like... All the pieces are like, you know, this is broken off. The little die cast figures, all the paint is chipped off of them. And, you know, like Darth Vader's lightsaber has been chewed, you know, like things like that. Right. Because that's what kids do with toys. And it, it's it's funny because a lot of the toys, I hadn't seen the movie, but I knew the toys back and forth. So when I watched the movie for the first time, I was like, this is on that toy. This is on that toy. Like, I didn't know who Obi-Wan Kenobi was. Are those toys worth money now? Oh, I'm sure they are. But they're like you blew it, huh? Well, again, we could have retired on you know, the Star Wars toys, probably the collector market the way it is now. Oh my gosh. Mm. People pay pretty, pretty pennies for nostalgia. Yep. So, speaking of nostalgia, let's get into this movie, shall we? Yeah. Can I ask a question right off the hop? Yeah, sure. Why does it start in the middle of a story? <laughs> okay. Like, literally, there's text on the screen to start all these movies. Yes. That's one of the hallmarks of Star Wars. Yes. It sets up a story that Princess Leia and, like, the Rebels and blah, blah, blah. It literally starts mid-story with her already on, like, a ship trying to escape the Empire. Mm -hmm. Why does it start mid-story? So, from my understanding, George Lucas was a big fan of old, like, Flash Gordon-style serials, right? Okay. And a lot of them started this way, like uh, with the text crawl and everything. Gotcha. So he's mimicking, he was mimicking that style. And I mean, I guess uh, starting it that way kind of gives it a bit of a surprise. Look at the, look at this, you know, like right off the bat, right? Okay. Like, cause it was a genuine, it wasn't me being like a jerk. It yeah. was a genuine question as to why are these movies starting in the middle? Cause I know obviously 30 odd years, 40, 40 years later. Mm-hmm. There's the prequels. Yes. Oh, no, we're in sequels. So I guess, yeah, 30 years. No, 20 years later? <laughs> 20 years later, they did the prequels. Yeah. But like George Lucas couldn't have known in 1977 they were going to. He didn't. You said they didn't even know for sure it was going to be his trilogy at first. So there's no way he could have known that we're going to do another trilogy of prequels 30, 20 years later and then not know there was another going to be more trilogies 20 years after that. So hence my genuine question. Why does it start in the middle of the story? But that actually makes sense, especially if you were someone in 1977 who grew up on Flash Gordon like George Lucas did. Mm -hmm. Okay, I get it now. That would be something that like would be familiar to you and enjoyable. But as someone who did not grow up on Flash Gordon and did not grow up on Star Wars and stuff, to me it was like, this isn't how you tell a story. But I get it. You get it now. I get it. Okay. Okay, I can appreciate that. Honestly, I can appreciate that. Okay. Okay. Something, since we're still on this scene, that I did not remember. I guess it's one of those things where it's like, maybe later it's something that you think about when you don't think about it at the time kind of a thing. You, 
you personally me have some issues with flashing lights yeah no not a fan and that has come into effect in some of the movie choices that we've made uh, where like you couldn't watch the entire last like 20 minutes of alien because it was just like flashy 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 and parts of aliens were bad too and there was a lot of flashes during the laser fights in this movie mm-hmm. and i i was very like aware of it like i know i never remembered it flashing like that until this time because i was like whoa 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 how's my wife doing over Aww. here i don't i because again i want you to watch these movies because i enjoy these movies and i mean i don't if you don't like them at the end of the day you don't like them but if the purpose of it is like watch it and see if you like it if right off the bat the first thing it does is give you a headache because of the flashing then that's not a good start right have i mentioned on the show that I asked my eye doctor about that, mm-hmm. and he said that what is most likely happening, because it's not a seizure disorder. I did say I get migraines, and yeah. he said he doesn't think, from what I explained, he doesn't think it's specifically like connected to migraines or epilepsy, mm-hmm. thankfully, because that can be a sign of epilepsy, but I have no other indications of epilepsy. He said what is most likely happening is my eyes are rapidly dilating and shrinking my pupils. Mm-hmm. Because of the flashing lights, that that's what's giving me a headache. And when I get headaches, my stomach gets upset. Okay. So he thinks what is mostly, and he, he's like, yeah, it, it happens. But he says, in my case, that's most likely what's happening. My pupil is rapidly dilating and dilating because of the flashing, that it's just too quick. And at the right, because if it's quicker, yeah. my pupil won't dilate. But at the right, or like won't undilate. It's enough that it's like, well, no, there, there's no need to undilate. Mm. But at the right speed, that's probably what's happening. Right. It's like, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that it wasn't, it didn't affect you with this movie. No, because it wasn't at the right tempo. Yeah, because it, it was all throughout the movie, I realized. Like, I, I never remembered the white, essentially it was just white flashes during the laser fights. And it's throughout the entire movie. So I'm glad, I'm glad that that didn't happen. No, they're, they're much slower. Yeah, yeah, they're they're very slow, it was, it and they don't take up the whole screen. But they would, they would flash like boom, like the entire screen for like one frame would flash yeah, every so it, often. Yeah, it wasn't the right tempo. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, but yeah, so I was happy that right, but right off the bat, that was the first thing that happened. Was I got all worried that you, this movie's going to give you a headache, and you'd be like, I hate this movie. <laughs> like, just <laughs> not going to give it a fair <laughs> shot in terms of story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. But no, so the the movie begins. We have that amazing amazing opening shot of the ships like the back 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 and forth battle i love just the scale of that of the star destroyer coming in that effect and the great thing is is there are effects in this movie that are redone and that's not one of them it's it's still yeah it's still like a really all the models and everything is great why is c3po so annoying (laughs) i have a lot of questions to ask i actually most of my notes end with a question mark (laughs) wow they really do actually Originally, huh. originally, C-3PO's character arc, like not his character arc, but his personality was written to be that of a used car salesman. Huh, I guess used car salesmen were different in the 70s. Well, the thing is, he was supposed to be kind of like, mama. Vet and- get some wet. <laughs> <laughs> C-3PO, Master Luke, vet get some wet. <laughs> Ask like a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, no. <laughs> you gotta but, say it right. 
Master Luke. <laughs> Master Luke as like a 10 year old boy. <laughs> Goodness gracious me. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so when it was he essentially the, that's he was supposed to be written as like a like a kind of a I don't want to say douchey. He was supposed to be, you know, written, annoying. Annoying. He was supposed to be written annoying. And then eventually they they the guy uh, Anthony Daniels, he was the one who auditioned for it. And everybody's like, "Oh, George, he's so good." And he and he's like, "Ah, I don't know. I don't know if I want him to sound like that. You know, come on, George. Like, oh, okay. That's how a lot of people do in George Lucas impressions. Oh, I'm George Lucas. <laughs> That's, I don't know. Well, I've never met the man. Yeah. So I couldn't say. I've watched a lot of uh, behind the scenes footage with him. The thing that, that about George Lucas that always sticks with me isn't his voice. Is that like his neck is like a weird like cylinder it's weird like it, it just goes like goes right goes from like here and then like up to his chin like just straight line it's weird anyway also yes right off the bat we we see princess leia yes she's she's being pretty use useful she's trying to say useless no she's she's honestly like she's working with c-3po and she's trying to get that message out well, R2-D2, she gives it to him. Oh, that's right. Sorry, I always mix up the two robot names. So anyway, that I'm like, okay, like right off the bat, I was like, okay, I can see why she's so popular and not just the bikini. Yeah, the bikini comes later. Yeah, so that was really cool. And I liked that. Ooh, I do remember that scene, actually. The bikini? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people do. So anyway, I do remember that, but I notice as the scene at the opening goes on, that everyone is ADR'd. Badly. Like everyone? Like, what do you mean? Like even the other people? Yeah. Not like Darth Vader and... Everyone. Mm -hmm. The ADR is really noticeable. Because when you do like ADR and pickups and stuff, it, it is supposed to look like you're not doing ADR, right? Mm -hmm. Like the whole goal... Heck, the whole goal when you're watching an animated show is that it looks natural. Mm -hmm. This does not look natural. It didn't sound natural. It sounded flat. It sounded just the, I don't know how they make sound specifically line up that it specifically sounds like it's coming from a certain person mm -hmm. when they're talking on the screen. Just makes sense. You would know you do audio stuff. You mean syncing it up? Not so much syncing, but like the actual placement of the audio, mm -hmm. they do it in such a way where I'm like, the person who's on the right side of the screen sounds like they're talking from the right side of the screen. Oh, yeah, okay. I know what you mean. Everyone just sounded completely monotone. Like, they, every voice was just kind of over everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't quite line up with their mouths, and it was just like, pourquoi? This movie was very cheaply made. Oh, I see. <laughs> Speaking of shooting me. So the droids get off the ship. Yep. And that's the thing. And blah blah blah. And they get, then they're captured by The Jawas. The Jawas. Yes. And they meet all the other droids that have been captured by the Jawas. Yes. Oh yeah. See it's all questions. Why is that one robot literally a garbage can? Because <laughs> they didn't have a big budget. 
Seriously, so, so I've been to Disney a couple times as like a kid and a teen, mm-hmm. and they had the last time I was there, which was again twenty years ago. Oh my god, it was because it was in when I was sixteen. Uh, Surprise! You're old. Uh, existential crisis in three, two, <laughs> one. Anyway, they had robot garbage cans, uh-huh. and I'm like. Why is it a garbage can? Why is it a garbage can? Yeah, no, a lot of this is, is, you know, they got to be, they had to be, have some ingenuity with with what they were doing. Again, they they didn't have, there wasn't a lot of hope that the movie was going to do well at the studio. So there wasn't a huge budget. I I think I read it was only like $10 million. And I would like $10 million. I could make a movie now for $10 million. Okay. Well, low budget slasher. Of course, of course. Found footage. Doing a house, like mm-hmm. a single house, single location. Can go bang. Right. So back to this movie. Part <laughs> of the reason why they part of the reason why George Lucas did the special editions in the first place was because he's like, Well, this is how I wrote it in my head, but I didn't have the budget to do that. Mm. So that's why there's a lot of like a lot of the editions are mostly like you get to Mos Eisley and there's stuff going on in the background that they've added. And that's because he's like, Oh, well, we didn't have the budget to put things in the background like the, the whole intention of most Eisley was supposed to be that it was a, a bustling spaceport and it was like it was like 10 people there because there was no they didn't have the money for effects to to, to fill the the background with extras and and props and you know like ships and more puppets and all the stuff that's the why that's why most of those changes are in those shots that kind of thing gotcha gotcha okay mm-hmm Okay, so, I can yeah. respect that, and I can respect that, like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I'll change this, blah, 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 yeah. but, like, George Lucas being able to make his movie what he wanted it to be. Okay. Finally meet Luke. Yep. And Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. Is it Beru or Peru? Beru. Sound like Peru. B-E-R-U. Beru. Anyway, I like their little farm. Mm-hmm. What are they even growing, though? They're moisture farmers. They farm moisture. How? It comes out of the ground. Okay. Well, they, live a- they, they live on a desert planet okay, with two okay. suns. You got to get your moisture where you can get it. Whose sibling is Luke's uncle? Do you want me to just tell you or do you want to wait to find out next year when we do Attack of the Clones? Because you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well just tell me. Okay, I'll so forget I asked this question. You probably will. So, so okay. Obviously, you know that Darth Vader is Luke's father. What? <laughs> <laughs> well played. Uh, <laughs> so. Make sure you put some spoiler tags. On. <laughs> So, you okay? You remember Phantom Menace? Do you remember that that Luke's father, the Phantom Menace, Luke's father is a little kid, Darth Vader's little kid. Yeah, that poor kid got bullied so bad in real life. Yes, I do know that. Okay, so do you remember how he he was a slave and his mom, and eventually in the movie, his mom was freed, and she married Uncle Owen's father. 
Oh, was Uncle Owen already alive at that point, or did she have I be- Uncle Owen? I believe he was already alive. Okay, so it's like two single parents they're, get yeah, together. Yeah, they're like stepbrothers. Okay, okay, yeah. just so I have an idea if like this guy was blood related to Luke, or if this was just like someone they were like, look, you got to raise this baby. So who raised Princess Leia? Bail Organa, who is like, I meant to say, I almost said king, but he's like in charge of Alderaan. Okay. So why did he raise Leia? Because they were friends, and when the kids were born, they separated. because they separated them because they didn't want Darth Vader to find them. So one went with his stepbrother, and one went with this other guy who knew them. But he was friends with Obi Wan Kenobi. So Princess Leia isn't specifically a princess because her mom was a queen. It's because of who raised her. Yes, because I remember Queen Amidala. It's not like queen elizabeth who reigns for a lifetime yeah it's like an elected it's an, elected, it is an elected position is yeah. it elected or is it like an assigned position by a council i think it's elected because she's not the queen in later movies it's yeah. a different queen yeah so but like no no but i'm saying like it's short term but they're all children yeah it's 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 world and what is it it's naboo naboo yeah I feel like I'm going to go down a rabbit hole on the politics of Naboo. <laughs> George Lucas sure did. That's part of the reason people hate those movies. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, yes. Okay. So that makes sense. This all, okay, this helps. <laughs> I love that it's just questioned. We're not even talking about the movie. We're just, I'm just answering your, your Star Wars questions. This is fair, though. I do have one point to make. Okay. Holy crap, the burned bodies of his aunt and uncle. Oh yeah. Are awful. Oh yeah, so yeah. Sad. The first movie, the first movie does not hold back at for all. For a movie that like okay, for a movie that you keep telling me is a low budget and they didn't have budget for effects and blah blah blah. Did they use real skeletons? It's just the burnt. Maybe they were science skeletons that you can but get that's from the thing, like back an order then, and then burned them. It was them. actually cheaper to use real skeletons. Maybe it was like real skeletons. Well, yeah, they're, they're those are real that. bodies. I did know that. Yeah, I knew that about because it cost less than getting fake ones. So yeah. was they might have been. Did George Lucas kill two hobos? I don't think he killed two hobos. Because that would be free. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I don't think he killed two hobos. So you're skipping just, just you're skipping ahead a little bit. We meet Luke. Luke finds out that the droids belong to the princess. He's trying to find Obi Wan Kenobi, at least R two D two phase. Did you have any fun thoughts about any questions about the Sand People before we move just on? A little racist. Uh, I I guess I mean. They they've done more with the Sand People. Like the oh, okay. man, the Mandalorian really did a lot of good stuff with the Sand People, but the Sand People show up a few more times. Okay, they're just more like, hey, look, they're nomadic people who live. I mean, sand, you see, sand, you hear Sand People, and it sounds really. That's weird. exactly, what, and you you told me too that even in the sh- the mo- that that's considered a a slur for their race. Yeah, they're they're, they're Tuscan Raiders, and they're not Sand People. Yeah. yeah. So okay, I, I I can understand that. Yeah. No, I just like. This all, honestly, this part of the movie did make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Luke is a teenage kid who wants to go out and live his life. And his uncle is like, no, I want him to stay here on the farm. And his aunt's like trying to support him. Well, his, far- his uncle also doesn't want him to go out because he doesn't want him to be like his father. Which I mean, fair. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, okay, I get that. And like the whole thing. And thankfully, Obi-Wan shows up and saves his butt. I mean, yeah. he acts like a very normal teenager. He's like, well, I'm going to go do what I've been told not to do because 
I know it's the right thing to do. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, uh, what teenager wouldn't pull this crap? Yeah. Uh, okay. I just want to ask your, your opinion on this because I've always found this to be a really fun fact. Obi-Wan Kenobi goes into hiding and uses the alias Ben, same last name. <laughs> yeah, that's a little dumb. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not a very good hiding technique, but maybe they'll address that in the Obi-Wan spinoff series that they're making with Ewan McGregor. Well, I mean, he could just say, it's like, oh, you look like that Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's like, no, I'm his cousin. I'm his cousin Ben. Ben Kenobi. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that lines up. Yeah, that could that could work. We'll find out. Well, he was sure. a very famous Jedi. People would know what he looks like. I suppose. It's really, it, it, there's some interesting stuff when it comes to Star Wars with the timeline. I always found it very weird that people are like, the Jedi? <sighs> That's just fairy tales. And meanwhile, there were like Jedi alive like 30 years ago. It's like talking. Not even Luke is only. How old's Luke in this? Well, yeah, but like, that's true because they were still Jedi when Luke was born. Like, literally, Luke is born when the Jedi fall. Luke is like in his. That's exactly it. At most early 20s. Like, it's. If he's 20, because they're talking about going off to an academy and stuff. If he is 20, at most, the Jedi were still very big. Yeah. 21 years ago. Yeah. It's like. It's like if somebody was like, said to you, oh man, Nirvana is like the the most influential band in the world. And I was like, Nirvana, that's a myth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's weird. It, it's a, that's, it's one thing that I found really funny. It's just like, they're like, oh, pff, that's not, that's not true. And it's like, the, the, was there not like a major sentinel? No, you know what it'd be? pretty akin to i think if you were like hey remember when we used to watch friends and someone was like friends like yeah the the sitcom friends and they were like what are you talking about she's just make that up Mm. you'd be like no it was like the biggest show in the world for 10 years yeah are you sure that's what it'd be because like nirvana was like a little bit more short-lived. Yeah, I suppose. I was just picking a thing in the I know, the I know, 90s, but I'm just all. trying to like, yeah, go with pop culture here. Yeah. So. I guess if we're talking about Luke being like in his 20s, we're, we're talking about, we are talking more like Friends. Cause yeah. Friends, it was early Because the tail end of the Friends yeah. was at like 2002? Yeah. So anyway, yes. Ooh. So nobody believes that Friends existed. Luke and Obi-Wan, they're hopping off planet. They're going to go help Leia. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, you got more questions. Okay. So, Obi-Wan yes. wants Luke to come with him. Mm-hmm. Luke says no, he has to help his uncle. Yes. Hot take. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did Obi-Wan kill Aunt Knuckles so that <laughs> would go with him? <laughs> no, it was the stormtroopers. How do we know? Because <laughs> because there's like a video of the stormtroopers killing them as a no it's not actually true it's not it's not real we don't have no any there, proof. There, there's actually it's really funny it's it's you know jedi sometimes go to extreme means, means luke was with him when would Why he do, have done it he can make those like mine these are not the droids you are looking for so what did he do did he make him blank out for like an hour while he went over there killed his parents and came back Jedi powers. Maybe he did it from far away. Just like <laughs> dropped a bomb on them. Dropped a bomb on them. <laughs> Look, it lights up. <laughs> that's not really. 
It's not really the Jedi code. It's just drop bombs on people from across the, the way. the Jedi code is for, you know, we wanted to go into hiding while the world falls apart either, but here we are. I mean, hey, Yoda did the same thing, and he was a Jedi master. I don't know, Yoda's also shit. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, no hot takes. To, <laughs> no. There's actually, it's funny, there's, um, there's a funny video that, that was made a long time ago. It was one of the first real internet videos, and it was somebody made, uh, it was cops. But it was stormtroopers. And one of the things that happened is they, they, the troopers respond to a dis- domestic disturbance and it's Uncle Owen and Amber Rue and then they kill them. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Now they're on the run from the stormtroopers. Well, yeah. They're on the run and they go to, they go to Mos Eisley. And then we pull the, these aren't the droids. Okay. Can you explain to me? Yes. The significance of Han shot first. Okay. So. So we meet Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Han Solo is a scoundrel and a smuggler and an all-around ne'er-do-well. In the original version of the movie, Greedo pulls a gun on Han. Han does not hesitate to shoot first because he's a scoundrel and that's the kind of shit that a guy would do. Years later, George Lucas had a change of heart. Han is a hero. Han wouldn't do that. So... Now, Greedo shoots first, slightly before Han shoots, and Han shoots him in self-defense. Oh. Yeah. That's okay. I've heard many times in the past, oh, Han shot first, Han shot first. I'm like, it's, it's of is that the a changes, good or a bad thing? Of the changes in the special editions, this is probably the one that people hate the most. Okay, okay. See, this is what I would do. People... Are people admonishing Han for shooting first or are they like, no, it should have been left that he shoots it first? It should have been left that he shoots first because it's part of his character that he's not, he's a he's an anti-hero in the scheme of things. So for him to just shoot first is in his character and for them to, for them to change it and also change it in the way that they did where he's like, you know, herky-jerky diving out of the way and Greedo shooting from like a foot away and shooting like wildly over his shoulder. It just looks kind of dumb. Okay, see, this is, I feel like as someone who's now an expert in Star Wars, <laughs> uh-huh. I feel like, yeah, you're right, because it makes more sense if Han starts out as a bad guy and then has character development yes, and yes. becomes a good guy, because really, if he's just a good guy, if he's a like a nice guy pretending to be a rough and scoundrel i mean that's not as good character development as if he starts out as a scoundrel and improves upon himself through their adventures yeah which is why people were so upset about the change yeah okay so they go they they run away from the stormtroopers after obi how do they get out of there before the stormtroopers show up they get on the ship and they leave no 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 no. they so when they're in the bar yes the cantina yeah the cantina with the jizz whalers so when they're on the canteen, yes, or in the canteen, and they're like, "Oh, there's the stormtroopers," and they look to the stormtroopers, and when the storm, the, they're gone. Where'd they go? They probably went out the back. But like, how did they sneak out? I don't get it. it doesn't they just make any got sense. up and walked out the back. They should have used more of the Jedi mind tricks. But maybe there was a Jedi mind trick on you. Maybe. Yeah. But then the stormtroopers are doing like door to door searches. Oh yes, <laughs> I remember this happened, and I saw you write this down. I'm like all the things. <laughs> yes, go and ahead. they go into a house. A house. 
and close it, the door, and the stormtroopers come along and knock on the door and shake the hand like, it's locked, on to the next one. And it's like, <laughs> well, good to know if the cops are ever looking for me. Just lock the just door. Lock and just lock the door. On their way. And you're on the way. And even oh. with like the villains, they're villains. They, they, they're, they're basically space Nazis. And it was just like, yeah. oh, the door's locked. Let's keep going. Pretty sure that didn't work in like. Yeah, they would have shot the door down and come in after you. Yeah. I mean, look at Hans Gruber. No, wrong one. Hans Gruber? Hans Landa. Okay, yeah, yeah. He didn't. He was like, I will take the milk and it's a bingo. And uh-huh. he's a bad guy. Yes. He's better at his job, I guess. Uh, yeah. More efficient. We see a lot of the added CGI on the creatures. Yeah, this- most Eisley is really one of the major changing places and like you explaining why they did it i'm like okay i get it Mm -hmm. it doesn't look no look pretty bad yeah it does stick out quite a bit because it's like hey look puppets also here's an enormous cg thing in front of the camera and it's after they get off the boat they have they're trying to escape Mm -hmm. on the off the planet and they're like we got to go fast we got to go fast and and they're being chased and han is like i can't just go into hyperspeed Mm mm-hmm and he's like actually showing that they're discussing the calculations he needs and why because he's like, if we go to hyperspeed without the right calculations we could go into a star or a planet or whatever mm-hmm. and i really actually liked that that was mentioned at all because i've always kind of wondered about this and Star Trek. Yeah, because they're like, just getting a warp and off they go, right? Yeah, so like, and I'm sure on Star Trek, because you see like Sulu's on the, the workstation mm-hmm. and he's like, beep, 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 <laughs> for location and speed. I'm sure the computer is computing. Probably. Computating yes. all that information mm-hmm. to be like, autopilot yes around the stars and Mm -hmm. stuff and like calculate this is the route we need to take to avoid as much as possible but like we can tell that what's the millennium falcon millennium falcon yeah which is a pretty cool name Mm -hmm. it doesn't have all those fancy computers no it doesn't it's a bit of a bucket of bolts yeah yeah so han solo has to make those calculations on his own which makes me think man he's probably actually really smart yeah, well, he's uh, you know he's got street smarts. Right? Well, he's also got math smarts. Obviously, <laughs> he has at least a advanced knowledge of astrophysics mm-hmm. to be able to pilot this thing. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a space pilot, right? There's a lot of work that goes into that. Oh, like, I'm sure, like fuel consumption and like everything else, like, mm-hmm. it's a lot. So I did like that was on there, but then it kind of hit me at this point that like. And I even kind of Googled it and couldn't find anything. Why does Harrison Ford look so different in this than he does in like Indiana Jones? Because it's the 70s and Indiana Jones takes place in the 80s? Technically, Indiana Jones takes place in like... It was filmed in the 80s. Well, technically it it was filmed in like 80s. Yeah. does it take place in the 30s? It's the 30s. 30s. Depends on the movie. One of them... I think they're... No, I think they're all in the 30s. Makes sense. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. But no, like, why does he look, there's something about, like, his brow is so much heavier in this. And it makes me wonder, did he get a bit of a brow lift? 
I could see that being the case. He's got a very heavy brow and maybe a nose, Chuck. I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. I, I His I nose definitely seems a little little more refined in Indiana Jones, and his brow seems a little less heavy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe maybe he got a little like... Whoop, whoop. Mark Hamill looks different in the first movie to the second movie. Yeah, but he was in a car accident. He was in a car accident. I mean, Harrison Ford's been like five plane crashes. <laughs> but that's but not... That he was flying. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's his own fault. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was just curious if you noticed it's like Harrison Ford doesn't look as ruggedly handsome in this. No. No. We thought he looked what, too baby faced? Too Cro Magnum? Harrison Ford looks a little just brow heavy. Brow heavy, okay. Maybe he started like styling his brows. Maybe I don't know. I can't. I can't place it. And I mean, if he got surgery done in the seventies and they did a good job, so he looks much better later. Why did I write this down? What did you write down? If this was twenty twenty HBO, Luke would have died. <laughs> it's my second to last note. Oh, in the garbage thing, maybe? No, in the 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 shootout. I think where they're they're actually. So I actually at this point in the movie was getting pretty in bed because like Leia finally comes back on. Yes. They, they, and I really were- actually like Leia. Mm-hmm. I, again, going in, I didn't know a ton about these movies and I really liked when Leia takes the blaster and like shoots their own way out. When they, when they're, she's being rescued. Yeah. Rescued where she's basically doing all the heavy lifting and like she's very take charge. And independent, and like nowadays, this is which is what we see all the time mm-hmm. in a lot of movies. But I think in 1977, it might not have been the case, right? So it was really cool to see Leia kick butt, kick butt, and like take charge. And like she takes these two guys who are they're not doing a terrible job, but they're not doing a good job. And she's just they're like flying oh. by the seat of her pants. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's like, oh, fine. I'll just save myself. I'm capable and you are not. Yeah, basically. She's like, I ain't got time for their shit. And she saves them. Mind you, she jumps in the garbage pit, but then they get out of the garbage pit, which is great. Mm-hmm. And then they get the plans for the the Death Star to... Yep. To Yavin, to the Rebels. Yeah, they get them to the Rebels. Where are the Rebels? They're on Yavin. Where's Yavin? Yavin is <laughs> in fucking space. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want directions? Oh, they destroy Alderaan, right? They destroy Alderaan, Was yes. anybody on Alderaan? A fuck ton of people were on Alderaan, hon. Oh. <laughs> Did you not realize that? Was Leia's dad on Alderaan? Yes! His, his, her mom was on Alderaan. No, wait. Her mom might have been dead. The, her, her stepmom. Anyway, I, all those people, don't you remember when Alderaan is blown up? Obi-Wan says, I felt a great disturbance in the force, like millions of voices were silenced all at once because they're all dead. That's awful. They blew up a planet full of people. Man, for someone who's lost her entire planet, yes. Leia is like, I ain't got time to grieve. I gotta get shit done. There's actually a miniseries from the most, uh, from recent years after Marvel started doing the Disney, or the, the, the Star Wars comics where it's Princess Leia, it takes place between the first movie and Empire, 
and it's her flying around the galaxy finding the only the, the few survivors of Alderaan. So it's like people who were off the planet when it blew up. Mm. So it's her finding as many survivors as she can. And I think I knew about that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, and then they are like, okay, this is. They immediately jump into like, we gotta destroy this thing. Which I mean, great. Yeah. And well, the plan- thing blows up planets full of people. Yeah, like let's get this thing destroyed. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, Luke. They're just like, sure, we'll vouch for you that you say you know how to pilot one of these things. I know he says he knows how to do it, but it's like, okie dokie. They're kind of in a position of like- Hail Mary. We'll take what we can get. Yeah, that's like, fair. They're literally about to be wiped off the face of the universe. Yeah. Okay, fair. And the scene with them, the actual scene with the, what are the, are they TIE fighters? The X-Wings and the TIE fighters? Oh, right. Which one? The X-Wings are the good guys. The good ones, like yeah. Because they look like X's. There's also Y-Wings and B-Wings. The TIE Fighters are the bad guy ships. Darth Vader goes out In his, his TIE ship. Fighter, yeah. I do like the hubris of the general. Oh, They're like, uh, Tarkin? Would you like to leave the ship? And he's like, no. Not when we're about to win, bitch. And the guy's like, crap. Because mm. he knows he's like, crap. Mm-hmm. But Darth Vader's like, takes too many. He's like, we're going to go shoot down on these X-Wings. Yep. And I'm like, okay. I do like, I do. <laughs> See, this is, and you said that like at the time, they hadn't originally planned specifically that there was going to be a sequel. Yeah. They shoot Darth Vader's Tie companions. Fighter. Yep. And Darth Vader's ship gets shot, but doesn't blow up. It like knocks him off into space. Yes. So he's away from the Death Star when it does blow up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, right there, I'm like, no, this tells me that they got plans because Darth Vader has to come back. They, the original idea was that the entire first three movies was like one movie, but like not, it, it wasn't like, hey, we're chopping out part two and part three to be other movies later. It was literally like that storyline, but like, planned for later kind of a thing gotcha like it, it's there's actually there's a comic as well as a, i think a book there's a of, lot of star wars comics. but there's one is called the star wars and it's the original story and like darth vader is not it, 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 he's not luke's father in that version i'm pretty sure and like luke skywalker is called luke skywalker is called anakin star killer in that version. i did know about star killer yeah. Well, there's also another character called Starkiller who's no longer canon. He's the guy in The Force Awakened. Or, sorry, The Force Unleashed. Yeah, no, I do know that uh, Luke's original name was Starkiller. Starkiller, not Skywalker. Skywalker's yeah. better. Yeah. Starkiller is so aggressive for someone who was raised on a farm. And- That's probably why they used it for a different character later. Yeah. So. Who was evil. Yeah. Yeah. And then they win. Then they win, and everyone gets medals. Except and Chewie Luke gets kisses from what we find out later. It's his sister. sister, yes. Twin sister. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. Like you know, like those are some of the things that we were like. This wasn't entirely planned when when it was. Oh yeah, let's make him. But kiss the thing his sister. is, too, though, like even then, I could see it making some sense because they don't know. And apparently, the best way to catfish someone and get their attention right away mm-hmm. to get you to sh- like immediately show interest in like a woman online per mm-hmm. se i would take a picture of you and then edit it to be a woman and vice versa if i 
saw a picture of myself as a man and didn't realize it was myself as a man, mm-hmm. I would probably have an instant attraction to that picture. So think about it. If they're twins, mm-hmm. they obviously look similar enough if they were really twins. That maybe that's why they're like so quickly attracted to each other without realizing they knew they were twins. They wouldn't be attracted to each other, but they didn't know. They're just like, this is an attractive person. Right. They're my age. Like, I can't fault them for having a smooch. Sucks for them. Right. Yeah. Because that, I don't know. I feel like planning that into the series is a little like problematic. <laughs> you know, like, oh, they're brother and sister. Let's make out. So you don't really make out. She gives him a few kisses on the cheek. She gives um, she gives him some kisses on the lips in other movies. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well. She's not revealed to be his sister till the third movie. Oh. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a roller coaster. It's, it's gonna weeks. be a roller coaster. So yeah. So I mean, I guess that's the synopsis of. Did you have any more questions about Star Wars and how it works? No. No. No, I think I've got a really good foundation to go into the next movie. Okay. I'm excited. In two weeks. In two weeks. <laughs> you don't want to just bang them out? No, because the then I lose spooky season. You lose one episode. I get two for October. And if I take on Star Wars, mm-hmm. then I only get one. But that's one less week of Star Wars. I still watch all three Star Wars. No. Okay. I'm not giving up spooky season. Okay. Anyway, bite my butt. Anyway, speaking of biting your butts, I mean, in critics in 1977 had thoughts on this movie. So, Laura, why don't you fill us in on some past reviews? Definitely do that. So, this movie is one of our higher rated ones on Rotten Tomatoes. It holds a 92% critical, 96% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Vincent Canby of the New York Times called the film. A movie that's going to entertain a lot of contemporary folk who have a soft spot for the virtually virtualized manners of comic book adventure. It was very hard to find original negative reviews. Mm-hmm. Not more recent reviews. But just negative. Yeah. Negative original 70s, reviews. Yeah. But I did find one from the critic from the Sydney Morning Herald, Helen Frizzle. Frizzle? Frizzle. Oh, the astronomical audiences. Oh, the mundane story. Oh, the over-cute little robots. One fat, one thin. Oh, the vapid actors. The galactic shootouts. Oh, the brilliant technology. Oh, the boredom of it all. Oh. They have actually since written an article looking back at this review, being like, in 1977, everyone loved this movie, except for our movie critic. (laughs) (laughs) Which that's I thought some, was pretty funny. That's some serious self-reflection, though. Yeah. Yeah. They thought it was a, it was pretty humorous that, like, we were the only paper with a negative review of this movie when it came out. <laughs> Ebert called it an out-of-body experience and compared the special effects to those of 2001 A Space Odyssey and opinion that the true strength of the film was its pure narrative. And it has won many awards. I bet it has. It was nominated for four Oscars, including... Best Picture, Director, and Supporting Actor, Alec Guinness, and Screenplay. He won seven others, but there were like editing, effects, score. Apparently this has like critically one of the best scores ever written. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't disagree. There's so many bangers. I mean, you're not even a super fan and and you knew the theme. Do, 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 
do, do, do, do. Everyone yeah. knows that theme. Yeah. This and I mean obviously like da 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 like easy. Everybody knows that theme. Yeah. Yeah. It won some bangers. It won thirteen Saturn Awards. Not surprising. Including Best Sci-Fi Picture, Best Directors, Best Supporting Actor with Alec Guinness, Writing, Costume, Music, Effects, etc. Both Ford and Hamill were nominated for Best Actor, but they lost to George Burns from Oh God. And Carrie Fisher lost Best Actress to Jodie Foster for The Little Girl Who Lives Down the Lane, which is on Shutter now if you wanted to watch it. I don't even know what that movie is. It's one of the, er, well, it's 97.7. It's Jodie Foster's kid. Yeah, I guess it would be, yeah. Well, there you go. So, on to what we thought of the film. I mean, I'm going first. I think it's fairly obvious it was my pick. I've talked about, I've watched the movie a whole bunch of times. I am going to give it a double butter. I, I I can see flaws. You know, like, I look back and I a lot of the, the effects do hold up really well. Like, the set design is great. You know, the, the droids, unless they're a garbage can, look pretty good. The miniatures look really good. Some of the, some of the miniatures, when you look at some of the stuff that in, in the version that we replace, it, it looks just as good as the CG that they've done in, in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. So, like, it all, it all holds up. Like, the story itself is, is, if, you know, a little fantastical, some of the dialogue's a little clunky, but, you know, it's, it's enjoyable. You know, some of the puppets look like they're paper mache, but that's that's it's a low budget movie in the, from the seventies. It's not surprising that the the effects weren't their the greatest, but it, it the the effects there's a lot of charm in them. You know, it's like Muppets. You know, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know that kind of thing, and and it it's still a lot of fun. I mean, it, it's it's a it's a worldwide phenomenon, not as big as Crocodile Dundee, but it's it's it's. Uh, <laughs> You know, it, it, there's a reason we still talk about these movies today, and they're def- it's definitely great to go back and, and see where, where the whole thing started. So, mm-hmm. at the end of the movie, you looked at me, and I wrote down what you said that I would say. Yes. You said I would give it a plane, but say it is not for me. Uh-huh. I'm going to say you were right, uh-huh. pretty much word by word. Uh-huh. Things I did like. Yes. The characters. Mm-hmm. Especially the main trio. Darth Vader. Lisa, the, the practical effects I really like. But like, I really like, except for Claymation. Oh, yeah, yeah. We forgot to talk about that. There was the, the one sequence of stop motion, which I apologize because I forgot it was coming. And out. it is full on Claymation. Yes. It's not even stop motion, stop motion. It's Claymation. Mm-hmm. Ugh, gross. I hate it. So anyway, mm-hmm. I I like the main characters, especially Princess Leia. I liked Al Guinness. Mm-hmm. I liked Darth Vader. I liked, especially now, hearing why the movie kind of starts in the middle of a story, or maybe in the first third of a story. It it's picks up. your story's already in progress. Yeah, but I can see why now, and it mm-hmm. makes sense. Okay, that's fair. I like the practical effects, and like. I like. I would rather see practical effects not done perfectly than I would like to see CGI not done perfectly. Which this movie does have some. Yeah, I. One of the most most fun movies we watched recently, outside of the po- the podcast, is Psycho Gorman. Mm-hmm. 
And that movie has a ton of on a budget practical effects. Yes. And I loved it. Mm -hmm. It's great. I would rather movies have that than this 90s style CGI that isn't Jurassic Park level. Yeah. I thought it was too long. Thought it kind of meandered a bit. It's, it's of the movies that we've watched that are too long. It is shorter. It's, it's like two hours exactly almost. Could have been 90 minutes. What would you have cut down? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I would have cut some, maybe some of the stuff with Luke with his family. Maybe some of the stuff like, I don't know. It just seemed like it was just like, but I had the same problem with Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. which was- Was that it just kind of kept going? Yeah. It just kind of meandered. Like from place to place to place. And this is the same thing. It meanders from place to place to place. <laughs> so I can't give it a double butter. Mm-hmm. I don't, didn't love it. No. Was it as bad as I was thinking going in? Because like you said about Ghost a few weeks ago, you were dreading watching. Mm-hmm. I was dreading watching this. I'm not specifically looking forward to the next one. <laughs> But I'm not dreading it. Well, remember, the next one's supposed to be the best one, so. Well, it's downhill again. No, oh, jeez. Oh, so, I'm going to give it a plane. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is fair. That is fair. Okay. Well, there you go. That, that's, that's, as I said, I mean, my, my thoughts of what you were going to say were basically word for word. Yeah, like you you had me pegged on this one. You knew exactly what I was going to say about it. And like I elaborated, Mm -hmm. but your initial, okay, it's not for me. So it's a plane. Yep. Yep. There you go. Bang on. Better than initially I thought you were going to give it. I thought you were going to give it a burnt before it even started. And and I I could see you warming. I didn't think at the end of the day I was going to give it a burnt. I could see you warming up uh, as we were watching it. No, the characters alone are too good for it to be burnt. There you go. There you go. Well, let's see what happens when we go back to those characters. Not next week, but the week after that. <laughs> so that will do it. There you go. That's Those are our thoughts on this one. That will do it for this week's episode. But next week, we have a scary movie to take a look at. A spooking movie. I was going to say, it's not scary, it's but it's spooky. It's a spooking movie. Is it? Is it? Because you 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 you're, you kept saying it's not what I expect it's going to be. So okay, I'm gonna make my guess. My guess. My guess. It's Ernest Scared Stupid. No. <laughs> we are going. Could you imagine if I actually pulled out Empire Strikes Back? I would be shocked. Well, I'm not going to. We're gonna watch Casper. Oh, okay. Actually, it was funny as I, I right after I said Ernest Scared Stupid, I was like, wait. It could be a movie like that. I thought you were going to throw it Hocus Pocus. No, because that one doesn't qualify. Really? Yeah. But Casper does. Casper does. It was number one for two weeks in 95. Oh, well, there you go. Casper, it is. Casper the Friendly Ghost. I, I, I've i seen it. I do not remember it very well. I remember I remember there's a Ghostbuster in it. <laughs> yeah, Dan Aykroyd's in it. Yeah. Okay, well, look forward to that next week. As we take a break between Star Wars movies for this week's episode of Burnt Popcorn, I am Mike. I'm Laura. And we will talk to you guys again as soon. Can I keep you? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs>